アディクツの時間です。It's time for hobby addicts.And now, here are your anime addicts. Everybody, welcome to episode 195 of Hobby Addicts. I am one of three M's. We are still M cubed. I am Mitsugi and I'm joined by Mandy. Mandy, what is up? Hey, what's going on? I am here and I'm ready to talk about things. <laughs> Now, I don't presume, I don't presume To、uh, know everyone's mood, but everyone seems like in a very chipper mood today. I'm very excited. And that includes <laughs> Mason, who's in Connecticut. Yes, that's true.、Uh, yes, I'm feeling dandy myself, so I'm doing all right. Are you a dandy boy? Are you feeling, are you feeling, your, I, are you, are you feeling your oats? I am a dandy boy in space. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we have, a, we have a litany of things today. I, I, I don't have anything big I want to talk about, I have a lot of little things. I am.、Um, Mine are tiny too. Yeah, okay. We'll have lots of tiny things. I played some DD.、Uh, Sunlit Citadel is what we're playing. So <laughs> I can talk about that.、Uh, I've been playing Lunar a little bit. So I can touch on Lunar if anybody gives a damn. And I've been doing a lot of cutting. And by cutting, I mean like dieting, diet cutting. So I could probably talk about that a little bit. People probably, oh, we can talk about that for days, my dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm towards the end of my cut. It's been going pretty well. And so I can dive into that. Mandy's got Coffee Talk. Is, it, is,、mm-hmm. is Coffee Talk a game or is that just like a. Yes. Oh, wow. No,、okay. it's a game. Coffee Talk and The Bridge, which I'm guessing, I think you mentioned The Bridge last week, I think. So.、Mm-hmm. And then Mason, God of War and Redwall. Well, you play God of War, Mason? The new one? Yeah, I've played it before, but I,、oh, okay. I revisited it for a little bit. And well, it's so good. It's so good. It, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, why don't you start there then, Mason? Why don't you start with that? Sure. So, yeah, I guess starting with God of War, I've, I've played it. I've beaten it before. I played it on the. There's, I think, four difficulty settings. Oh, really? And I played it on the, the second hardest、uh, for my first playthrough. And it was a pretty fun time. And I enjoyed it. The game was gorgeous. It was emotional. The story and everything. It was just so well done. I was a big fan of it. It's fantastic. And. Yeah, yeah, definitely highly recommend it. But, you know, I、uh, had a little bit of spare time. You know, I beat Hollow Knight recently again, and I was like, ooh, you know, my next video game I'm going to play, Neo 2, doesn't come out for about a month. I was like, let me, let me find just a little game to dabble in, just kind of fill up some weekends in the meantime. Yeah. Oh, I, have, I, I haven't gone back to God of War since. Let me, let me give that a, a shot. Let me. Uh, tried on the hardest difficulty. Let me give that a,、uh, oh、my God. a shake. You love that shit,、And、though. I do. I really do. But I started it at, with like a new game plus. So now it carries over all your equipment, all your、mm. moves, all your other stuff. And I played probably an hour and a half of it. But when it's that long since you've played a game, like there was just too much to remember. There were too many of my combos, too many styles. Like, I was like, oh, I think I actually want to play it like just a flat new game, like not new game plus, and really like rediscover everything. And playing on the hardest difficulty without, without like all the like top equipment, 
I was getting absolutely decimated and oh, no. I was not having a fun time. Really? <laughs> it you, was. I mean, but you're a Dark Souls boy. I am, but there was, this was just every enemy. It was just like a one shot. And it was really like, this is a hard mode that you play after you've mastered a game and are already like deep into the mechanics. And coming out of Hollow Knight, which is like a very snappy game where. Now it's a little more reflective. There's a little bit of like sluggishness to this that I was just not jiving with and I was getting decimated and yeah. I was like, oh man, still beautiful. I still love the game, but uh, Too it, was hard? Just, it was a bit of a rough start. So I don't know if I'm going to keep up with it or dial it back down, but well, I, I mean, know. it's a pretty long game to be frustrated. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Agreed. If, I mean, it's, I mean, I know we all enjoy difficult challenges i mean I, f- I feel like you're a lot like me in that way where you you kind of get something special out of beating beating a game that is uh, uh extraordinarily difficult but like yeah that game is long you're gonna be frustrated for a long time <laughs> yeah so my question is you know is it worth like am do i just need to readjust the controls because like i said i only got like an hour and a half into it once i restarted so i mean it's still new still haven't like got the controls completely mapped out in the same way so we'll, we'll see if i continue it but you know it was still a joy to jump back into that world for a little bit so well i'd say it probably know. depends on how much you love it i mean if you're just like if you love the game you know and and you just need to get warmed up then then maybe uh maybe it's worth it but you know but there are so many we'll other see. games yeah, yeah, there are a ton, but you know, just something to fill up the time. We'll, we'll see. So that was my uh, what I've been playing in games recently update. Okay, well, but we can uh, we can dish the ball. We'll just keep on going in the in a circle with our topics. Um, I played. I've been playing Lunar again. I, I did the okay. blue, I did the Blue Dragon Cave. Mandy's. I think I don't know if you played Lunar Mason, but I know Mandy's well acquainted. The uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Blue Dragon Cave really. Uh, it comes right after the Red Dragon Cave. So for those of you that don't know, Lunar is this old game from like the Sega CD that is super just traditional RPG, very kind of cliche plot points. And one of the, but I love it. It's my favorite game. And one of the one of the plot points is you have to go to like each of the four dragon caves. There's a white dragon, a red dragon, a black dragon, and a blue dragon. And when you go to all the caves, you get all the dragon armor pieces and you become like the dragon master. So part of the story is you got to go to each of the caves and... Um, this won't take very long to talk through, but like the Red Dragon Cave, super short. Like I, I didn't remember how short it is. It's it has a cool boss fight at the end of it. It has two like they're almost like gargoyles that are like on fire, and you have to fight them. <clears throat> and uh, of course, everything in the Red Dragon Cave is like lava and fire themed. So you want to bring like your ice magic and your ice weapons. But it's real short. Like it, uh, the Red Dragon Cave, it, it takes l- probably less, probably about an hour. That's about it. And not that hard at all. The but the blue dragon cave. <laughs> we did the blue dragon cave today, and we didn't quite get through all of it. Um, we got all the way to the to the end where you get to the dragon, and then I think there's a boss fight we have to do. So we'll have to do the boss fight. But man, that it's a tough it's a tough dungeon. There's um there's so many enemies in it, and they're all very powerful. That there I think there might not even be a boss at the end of the dungeon. I just think the enemies it's just a slog to get to the bottom of the dungeon. It took probably close to 2 hours. Nearly every healing item we had. But you know, we're kind of the type that we try to like clean the dungeon out for the most part and not leave a lot of enemies behind. Get every item, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And boy, it really just 
Lunar is a tough game. I mean, it's but it's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough in a fair way. Like it's not like Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne hard, where it's where it feels like it's just unfair. But it's like if you're if you're careless in a in a battle, you 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 can die. Like it's not one of these RPGs where you can where it's so forgiving that you know you can just kind of you know say f it you know and just not care what you do. Like, if you're careless, you will go down for sure. So like there are enemies that will. A normal enemy. There's there's one of them in this dungeon called a razor a razor wolf, and <clears throat> in Lunar they kind of telegraph what enemies are gonna do the next turn. Like they'll be moving a certain way, and you can kind of tell what they're gonna what their attack will be. And uh, the razor wolf will spin like a blade. It's almost like one of those balls. It's almost like it looks, it looks like Sonic the Hedgehog basically. And when it hit, and it'll it'll do about half your health from every team member in one hit. And that's not like it doesn't do half and then half and then half like a gravity attack. It literally does half your health, so it's pretty tough. But yeah, we're really enjoying Lunar a lot again. Awesome. And I think I've played through Lunar one maybe like six times now, which is a little excessive. But and I think I've only played through Lunar two twice. And I don't remember much about Lunar two. I don't remember a whole lot about the plot. So I'm, I might have to think about replaying Lunar two after. The original Lunar, so, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time because I know we've. I know I've talked about Lunar like four or five times over, over the over the years. So that's cool. <clears throat> I remember how hard the Black Dragon was. I remember having so many problems with that, but that was ages ago. Yeah. So I wonder if I would find it as hard as I did back then. Is that the one? Is that the one where you where the dragon is actually the boss? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cool. he reforms in like into like a big skeletal dragon, at least in the um, Sega CD version. I can't remember what he looked like in the PlayStation one, though. But back in like Sega CD, he turns into like this big bone dragon. I remember it being really difficult. That's so neat. I love it when bosses are like larger than life. You know, you're taking on mm-hmm. like this huge boss that's just like, you know, so much bigger than you are. Anyway, we can just keep going in a circle here. What is coffee talk? Oh, yeah. So Coffee Talk is a very, very relaxing game that I found on Steam. And I found it because um, I really enjoyed the game. Um, or It's like a visual novel, sort of uh, Valhalla cyberpunk uh, bartender action game. That one was a lot of fun where you are a bartender in like a cyberpunk world and you talk to just basically your customers and they tell you all about like what's going on outside in this world. And um you can serve them drinks and like you get to mix them yourself and depending on what you give them then it will change like the story so this one is very similar this one is by toge or i don't know if it's pronounced toge or to toge i don't know it's just t-o-g-e <laughs> toge productions and uh this one is called coffee talk it's very very similar to valhalla uh bartender where you are barista and you just make drinks for people and they come in and they sit at your cafe and tell you about their lives but it's also set in like in like an urban fantasy world so um there you have like elves and orcs and all these other kind of fantasy creatures but it's set in like a modern day style so you know they're like wearing t-shirts and stuff and they have like modern day type jobs and uh it's really interesting they come in and just kind of tell you what the state of the world is and like um every day you're introduced to a new customer Customer. And then some days uh, they you will have multiple of like um, customers come back and they'll interact with each other. So like uh, one of the first days oh, okay. there's like an elf and a succubus come in together Whoa. and they're dating. 
and uh, like you gather from like like you make each of them a drink and one of them was like I want this kind of like um, I want like a sweet coffee and then you can like it show you like all the ingredients you can mix stuff together and then give it to them and there's also like a way you can draw latte art on them it's really hard to do oh wow <laughs> but you can like draw stuff on their coffee for them and or like if they're getting a latte and then you give them their drinks and afterwards they'll just start talking and they'll talk to you and then you can like kind of overhear what they're saying like talking to each other and so um these this elf and the succubus were talking they're dating and they're talking about how difficult their lives are because both of their uh families like dislike who they're dating because the elf <laughs> family is like oh well we're immortal and there's no reason for you to be with the succubus because apparently succubuses are not immortal and they're going to die and they're like you you should not be dating her and then her family hates the elf family and so they're like trying to like find a way to sneak around and date each other and they're like and the elf guy wants to just get married but the succubus is like no uh my um you shouldn't do that you shouldn't just abandon your family like that you know you're supposed to take over the family business and they get into an argument and leave and then like sorry you're gonna say succubuses aren't aren't immortal i thought they were like i thought they were like dead already like demons not in this world oh well whatever (laughs) But and then later, um, when you come back, like the uh, a later date, uh, there is a vampire that comes in, and uh, he he's he's a vegan vampire, so he's not drinking blood anymore. Oh my god, that's goofy. He, he drinks synthetic blood, <laughs> and um, he's best friends with a werewolf who's actually a doctor. And the doctor was talking about how like they collect blood to give to vampires, and it's just like they like everybody, like all of these different races are totally cool with each other i mean there's like still some racism in there but uh they like they, they everyone is able to live peacefully in this world and they just talk about what's going on and then like the succubus lady comes back and like starts telling the vampire about her story and the vampire is like lays into her super hard like nah you're the problem <laughs> you're, like your elf dude was totally cool with abandoning his family it's your fault that it's not working out and she got real upset at him and left and it's just kind of cool that you get to, like see all this drama unfold <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's fun and apparently depending on what you give them as drinks they like the story will change so i don't know it's interesting where do you find these games like i, f- I feel i guess it's got to be a p is it a pc thing yeah mm-hmm. gotcha pc has a lot of cool shit on it yes i've played a lot of um little like uh very um a lot of indie games and Steam after like it sees what you're playing will recommend other games to you. So that's how I usually oh, pick them up. <laughs> so that's how you're finding all these little like 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 eclectic little games. That's yeah, neat. Mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, that one's interesting. Um, it's just I don't know. It's the kind of game that I love. It's like a visual novel. There's not much. Uh, like it's just a really relaxing simulation where you just you're just a barista and that's all you do. It's fun. <laughs> Do you, do you beat this game? Is there like an ending or do you just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an ending to it eventually. Gotcha. After you go through everybody's stories. Gotcha. The right. the only reason why I like the Valhalla one a lot more though is because you get a room, like you get to go back to your room and like every day if you make good drinks, the peop- like you'll make more in tips and then your the goal of Valhalla is to not 
lose your apartment <laughs> and uh, like you have to make money so if you're like messing up drinks people will, like leave and don't give you a tip so you uh-huh. don't get like oh. the money for that day and then um like if you mess up something you have to throw it away make a new one you'll like lose money on that because like you had to like you know get rid of it but um and then like there's like after you pay your rent you get extra money that like anything extra you can like use to customize your apartment so that was kind of cool but this one doesn't have that it's a neat but. concept it's got has like has like a little bit of like a real life slash business yes you know those are my flair. jam yeah those are that's <laughs> like like did you did you always like did you ever play like sim hospital or any of those games where you had to like run a, um, like run a business and I've never, I haven't played many of the Sim games. I played I uh, one Sim, but it wasn't like a hospital or anything. It was just like a regular, I think it was Sim 3, I think I played. That's like the gotcha. only thing from that series I've ever played. I did play Trauma Center, and that gave me a traumatic experience. Wow, no pun intended. <laughs> or probably. Yeah, you talked yeah, about right. that on an earlier episode. <laughs> yeah, Trauma Center. Whew. Dr. Styles so is a rough one. Do the patrons of this cafe, can they react to your. A latte art because you've shown yeah. me some pictures. Oh no no of, no no! <laughs> they just Not to react. the latte art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say because you've shown me some of the things you've made, and I'm like, the game. There's no way they could program reactions. No, They're no. just going to have a default reaction regardless. No, that elf was stuck up regardless. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was an elf that came in with like, um, like he was wearing short sleeves and a scarf, and he was like super hipster. And everything that he said, I was like, God, I hate this guy so much. So I drew on his latte. I just said, suck a dick. <laughs> and I gave it to him, but he didn't like it. But he wasn't gonna like it regardless. Exactly. Uh, I was gonna say he didn't. He didn't literally know you said suck a dick on it. That no. would be that would be really That's, impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. He didn't actually. But part of like just his script, he was like, "Ugh, I guess this coffee's okay." Ugh. Pain in the ass. And then yeah. you never get a good tip. No, never. All right. Well, let's go back to Mason here, who has. Uh, what is this other thing you had? Redwall. What is this? Yes. So I was going to talk about some other stuff, but uh, right before we started recording this, uh, it came to my realization that Mandy has never experienced the Redwall series. I have not. I don't even know and what it is. And I'm curious how many people in our audience are like, oh my goodness, I remember that series. I, oh, I have fond memories or whatever of this. So Redwall is like a book series of like children's fantasy novels that were like, from like the 80s to 2010 or whatever there was a whole bunch of them this was like you know the kind of stuff you would read before you got into like lord of the rings or uh like watership down or something like these are like you know they were epic books but like still at like the children's level and i remember reading these all the time as a kid i loved them like i don't know if they're good like i'm very curious now similar with how many's like oh i wonder if i went and played back lunar like how difficult some of the stuff would be. Like, I don't remember at all, like, the quality of these books, but they had to have been good, right? I, I wouldn't have been a dumb kid. These were definitely amazing books, and I can vouch for them to this day. No, they were a grand old time, but just looking at the covers, I was trying to sell Mandy on the concept of, like, look, it's all animals. It's all, like, woodland critters and creatures in this, like, medieval fantasy world there's like magic and there's like this whole like class structure and oh it was such a good time it had this like real complex deep lore and it was adorable i think they made a tv series of it and i remember seeing a couple episodes like 
in a fever dream, like staying over at like my grandparents' <laughs> house. <laughs> so once again, I don't really remember what it was about, but I remember uh, loving every second of it. And I guess I just wanted to bring that back up and ask listeners, have you ever read or experienced Redwall? And if you did, what your thoughts of it were? I don't know. Awesome. I'm going to look into it because I saw ferrets. I was promised ferrets in armor. So well, you're, you're going to get that. <laughs> and I witnessed also, this as well. So they're definitely there. Side tangent. I went to Walmart for the first time in like months yesterday because I needed to get something because I tra- ran out of floss. Are you traumatized? I'm very traumatized. And I had like a big old <laughs> rant about how terrible Walmart is. But essentially, oh, I'm going to skip all that. No one wants to hear it. What really was the worst thing about it by far is you know how like when you're checking out they have you know like gums and candy and like a lot of little like things for like the last second like impulse purchase yeah yeah so they have that like next to like the self self scan stuff so they have you know you'd walk through you'd have your own self scanner you'd scan everything you'd be like oh do I want this stuff no not really you would check out you would pay you would get your receipt and as you walked out the exit to this place to this area had like a bunch of cookies there, like mm. for sale. So who is going through p- making their purchase and then they're trying to sell you more stuff? Like who's going to be like, oh, actually, I do want a cookie and have to grab it and you have to go back in line. Oh, like I, I'm I very, I do not understand the design of it. And it's very confusing me. And I, well, I I'm well, like I think, distraught of like, why would they put it there? Well, they ought to just have free well, cookies for you. Like they should just give them. To I mean, you if they free. had free cookies, great. But they're just like inviting like, theft of people are like oh look at that i mean i already paid for other stuff i'm not gonna pay i don't know it's weird i'm confused i'm a confused boy but they do have uh, <laughs> cool robots in the store now so i guess i guess it's not all bad robots yeah they have these like bossing over like 10 feet tall robots that like are just like a tower on wheels that like goes through the aisles and like scans and like checks for like the placement and prices of products what what kind of fucking walmart did you go to i've never seen this before i'll I'll put a i'll put a link because i was like what the heck are these guys doing man (laughs) walmart it's it's a it's it's an it's a dystopian (laughs) hellscape right now it sounds like it (laughs) but uh someone else can go while i find a link to this all right well um Maybe, maybe nobody cares, but I've been cutting. Um, oh, I care because I sympathize. Yeah, so um, when you get to a point where you have enough muscle on you, it's hard, it gets harder to build more muscle when, you, when you've got muscle and you've got a substantial amount of muscle on you already. You can like do like recompositioning where you kind of maintain your weight but kind of lose fat and build muscle at the same time. But then when you get to the point where you already have um, like more muscle than your body would naturally have on it, you kind of have to go... Th- through this like uh, bulking and cutting process where whereby you would um <clears throat> you, in order to build muscle you have to and that's like that's like always the goal right so it's in order to build muscle you have to eat excess calories so your body has more has energy to like create more mass on you and um by weightlifting and and um by eating a lot of protein you can encourage your body to build more muscle but in doing that, you you ultimately put fat on as well. So, um, you know, so my weight is about I'm 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 either I'm, I'm probably in like the upper 170s right now, like maybe 179 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my bulking weight is like 194. So 
I go up to like 194, and I and I look like a tank. Like I just run. I, I look like I could run through a wall at 194. I was about to say that's a real that's a real thick boy weight for you. Yeah, that's thick as shit. And and also like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, my girlfriend loves it, but my knees don't. That they don't love it, especially so with much. all the hiking. I mean, yeah, I did a 14 or like 190, and it was you know it's a lot of extra stuff to carry around. So so then when you're cutting. It takes forever. Like bulking takes forever, especially if you're like me and you know put on mass easily. It's a struggle. It takes probably, God, I don't know, five months, something like that. Well, ideally, you're losing weight at like a pound a week ish, like no more than that. When you're cutting. When you're cutting, yeah, 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 exactly. So I've been cutting since, good God, um, probably since. Oh my goodness. I don't know, September or something. And I've gone from like 193 or 192 or whatever. And now I'm down to like, I've lost probably like 13 pounds. Okay. And yeah. then, and when you're cutting, you have to, and this is kind of just like a lesson for people that are interested. And in, I think everybody's, it, a lot of people are at least a little bit interested in like fitness. So um, when you are, when you're cutting, you, the idea is that you can't just blindly diet or whatever. You have to, you're basically, so like, basically, if, if I was balking, my, my, my intake would be like, I'm just guessing here, like 60 fats. Um, I actually think I have this actual sheet here. I can probably pull up the actual macros because I keep it all on Google Sheets. I'm so gonna, while you look, if you, while you look it up really quick, uh, calories are made out of three macros, protein, carbs, and fat. And essentially right. macros are just the building blocks of calories and kind of how you, uh, factor those in proportionally is kind of, yeah how your quality of stuff goes. Okay, as you yes. were. So my bulking macros are 80 fats, 525 carbs, and 215 protein a day for a total of 3,700 calories. That's my bulking protein. I mean, that, or those are my bulking macros. And even at that, it takes me a while to get where I'm going. Okay. And, and that's not easy. Like you're drinking, I'm, I'm like drinking, I'm like eating a Captain Crunch and honey at like midnight. It's crazy. Um, now my cutting macros are 50 fats, which is 30 less, 220 around 220 carbs, which is literally like less than half of what I was eating before. And then 180 protein. Mm -hmm. So you reduce your carbs by a lot, but you kind of leave your fat, your proteins the same because when you're cutting, you, you're, you're trying to lose weight, but you don't want to lose a lot of your muscle. So you can kind of support your body's by your body by eating plenty of muscle and by, you know, weightlifting and, and whatnot. And, um, it's really important people that when you're cutting, you do measurements. So I do measurements on my thighs, my biceps, my chest, my, my butt and my waist. And ideally you'll lose when you're cutting, you'll lose pretty much only from your butt and your waist. If you're a guy, especially like guys carry a lot of their weight in their butts and their, in their waist. So I think girls carry more weight in like their thighs. Maybe I think everybody's different, but like, that's just, like, I, I, was, I was about to say it's everyone carries it differently and you can't like spot reduce fat. Like you can't be like, Oh, I'm just going to lose fat in, you know, my waist, but keep my thighs, uh, big. It's like, no, it kind of just comes from where it comes from. Yeah. In my opinion. And no, you're right. You're right. And yeah. so like, I don't have much fat on my biceps or my thighs, so they're not really going down. Like my, my thighs have been 23 inches forever and my biceps have been 13 inches forever and they haven't changed, but my waist has been dropping, my butt's been dropping and my weight's been dropping. So, um, doing pretty well, you know, I'm down to like basically 180, and, um, and then I'm not, I think I'm going to get a DEXA, a DEX scan done because, um, you know, I have, I, ha I have body fat calipers because really like ultimately the goal really isn't like how much, you don't want to get to like a weight level because you're like, oh, because you could, um, 
you could lose a lot of muscle and lose weight and that's not good. And you can, mm-hmm. so like, you that, wanna, that's how I lose weight. <laughs> really? The goal I think is that like, my goal isn't to say like, Oh, I want to get to 175. My goal is to say like, Oh, I want my body fat percent to be X. Right. So like if I can get my body fat down to back down to like 12%, I'd be thrilled, you know, cause I'm 34. Right. And yeah, um, that's real good. Yeah. It's not 12, but like if I could get it back to 12, that would be great. So, but like, but nothing's accurate except body fat, except a deck scan or like a or like a water displacement thing. So like you can you you can stand on a scale that says like what your body fat is, but that shit isn't accurate. The body fat caliper, even if you get a professional to do it, that's not really that accurate either. The water scan, the water thing is fairly accurate, but like ultimately, what you need to do is just pony up the hundred bucks and go get your go get your body like scanned, like where it, it'll tell you like literally very accurately this is everything in your body. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Then I'll probably bulk again, you know. It's um, it's kind of people. People keep saying, "Oh, like, oh, I'm gonna do keto or I'm gonna do this," and it's like people don't realize that like ketoing is just bullshit. I mean, because like for every one, this is just like a big like mind, like maybe like eye opening like health lesson, but like for every one gram or one molecule of carbohydrate of a glycogen you hold, and glycogen is like what you would get in your body if you eat a lot of carbohydrates. It's just like stored energy. For every like gram, for every like molecule of glycogen, your body attaches like three grams, three three molecules of water to it. So so people will like go on on keto and they'll like stop eating carbs and they'll like burn up all their energy, and all that does is make you pee out all your water. So like when you people go, oh my god, I lost like twelve pounds in one week on keto. It's like no, you lost nothing. You just peed all your water out. <laughs> it's like when I go from bulking to cutting, I lose like eight, I lose like six pounds the first week because. I'm just dumping. You cut out so many carbs. Hey, I'm just dumping my water. So, um, macro counting is really like the thing. I mean, if you if you macro count and you and you have maybe someone to help you and you, or you or you or you get good at it, you have like absolute control over your body, over your over the composition of your body, and like that's really where people probably think need to get. It's really hard, and you have to like weigh everything with a scale, and you have to like write it down, and it's. But like I've been doing it for so long now that it's like I don't even think about it, and I think I'd probably freak out if I wasn't doing it. But like, hmm. just encourage everybody to like think about it. You know, it's um, be it's more just, knowledgeable about what you're yeah. throwing in your meat machine. Yeah, it's just, and like, you don't have to suffer when you count macros. It's like, you know, I'll come home and eat bagel bites, like whatever. Like, I'll have the fats left to eat bagel bites. You know, I'm like, okay, great, wonderful. I get to eat five bagel bites. Like, it's awesome. You know, but um, probably gonna cut for another month. Maybe I'm getting ready to go to Mexico for vacation, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go, but I'm going to, I know I won't gain any weight because I got to eat like 3,700 calories to gain anything. So it's not going to, um, probably not going to gain much weight, but might cut for like another month. I might get a deck scan done and then we'll see where I am. And then, uh, maybe start bulking again and then I'll be on that Captain Crunch train again. We just, like, just pounding <laughs> oh, rice, no. you're just pounding rice and Captain Crunch. I mean, it's just, God. it's just ridiculous. It's so hard to eat 500 carbs a day. It's just brutal. It's I mean, so it's, easy. It's a, oh, that's makes, one meal's worth, my dude. It's easy it's, mode. It's like three bucks, like four boxes of cereal. It's oh it's God. so doable. I I'm jealous. I probably have a month and a half left of cutting. I think you know that'll be a I'll get down to a weight that's good, and I'll get back on the gain train. So yeah, I don't know. So I I, I feel your pain. I uh. I do intermittent fasting and that helps a little bit. So what is your like bulk weight? Like where do you stop when you're bulking? 
I you're, go until my thighs no longer fit in my pants. <laughs> I cut until gotcha. uh, until I have to. I don't have enough belt space left. I don't know. I I'm very iffy about things. I usually just I don't know. It, I just usually base it based on abs. Once they go away, I'm like, ah, it's time to cut that out. That's exactly. usually like, I look that's like- usually what it. The 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 breaking point is for me. It's like I look like the Juggernaut from X Men. I think we're done. <laughs> exactly. Look okay. like a bowling ball. Well, it's all it's all good. It is good. Yeah. So I just encourage people to like. I know you. I know you have your health club on uh, the Discords. Is kind of like a PSA for maybe them. So it's like macroing is like. It, it's just it's just the best. I think it's just the, I've, essential. I've done, lo- I've done a lot of stuff, and I think it's the best. Like I think it's the best thing. Like. You know, it's it's almost impossible to not lose weight macroing. If you don't lose weight at a certain level of macros, just take some of them off, and you know, and you will lose weight eventually. You know, so it's just pretty easy, really. I think uh, you just got to get used to like weighing everything, and even you know, food scale is like six bucks. They can buy a food scale for like five dollars, so like whatever. Well, I feel bad we didn't get the Mandy's other item, which was the bridge. It's okay. Maybe we uh, save it for you, next if, time. If you wa- or just watch our YouTube slash Twitch playthrough of it, unless the audio is bad, in which case it's gone. Yeah, I forever. didn't put it up on. I didn't put it gone up on YouTube. Gone forever. You guys missed it because you're you're not cool enough to join us on Twitch next well, time. <laughs> well, I just give it a little highlight here on on the hobby addicts agenda, and we can do it next week. So I don't need to talk about D and D. So so Sunlit Citadel is just like probably the just an enormous dungeon with like lots of weak enemies in it. So all right, well. We gotta go do our podcast. Time to hit the old dusted trail. Heck yeah. Yeah, hit the old dusted trail. That's right. (laughs) Finishing our impressions today. Ooh, very exciting. Yeah. So we'll see what's we'll see if we'll see if we get to eight. I I highly doubt it. Alright guys, we'll see you next time on Hobby Addicts. Thanks for listening. We love you. Um, you know, go play some games. Have some fun. Thanks for hanging out, everyone. Bye. Bye guys. (laughs) 